Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Yeah, you're going to die. It's a matter of time. That ain't the question. The question's whether they're going to have a good story to tell about you when you're gone. Now don't be a bitch. Let's go. Good evening and welcome back to Three Guys in a Flick. This is where we review the good, the bad, and the absurd. Tonight's episode, The Peanut Butter Falcon. Beware, spoilers. Coming to you from my basement, as always, my name is Don. And to my right, we have our comic book guy, John. Heidi ho And to my left, we have the professor, Ken. Hey. Hey. How you guys doing? Doing good. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. No, I'm fine. Good. Yeah. Good. I like to hear that. Can, can you pass me the moonshine? Yeah. Uh, I made it myself. Um, how much did you sell it to him for? I don't think they ever. I, I gave it to him for free. Oh, that's right. Because he, oh, he, he needed it. He needed it more than he did. Yeah. If you are wondering what we are talking about, we are talking about the 2019 film, The Peanut Butter Falcon. This film was released on March 9th, 2019 at South by Southwest and on August 9th, 2019 in the United States. Directed by Tyler Nelson and Michael Schwartz. Screenplay by Tyler Nelson and Michael Schwartz. It stars Shia LaBeouf, Zach Gottsagen, Dakota Johnson, Bruce Dern, John Bernthal, Thomas Hayden Church, John Hawks, Yale Wolf, Jake the Snake Roberts, Mick Foley, and Wayne DeHart. It, it was the right cast for this movie. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah they gelled very well together. The, um, the feeling of family definitely comes across in the movie. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time that any of us have seen it, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Did you like it? Yes, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. It, it had a, a good heart to it. I I, I feel like it's, it's reminiscent of something like uh, The Goonies or Stand By Me. Sure. I can see the Stand By Me vibe for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you? Do you like it? You know, I'm usually not a big fan of the, you know, long journey movies where people, you know, the stories that have kind of been redone. I actually really enjoyed this one. I thought it was really well done. I thought it had a good meaning behind it. And it had some surprises in it that I didn't see coming. So that that's the kind of movie that I really like. I really enjoy. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, uh, and I'm also a big fan of like Mark Twain books. And this had a very Mark Twain feel to it. And Shia LaBeouf's char- uh, character, Tyler, even says that. Yeah. He says something about them being on a Mark Twain type of adventure or something. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, they're on a raft floating down a river. Yeah. Uh, how, how much more Mark Twain can you get? Right can't uh i liked it i thought it was it had a good heart and it was fun and yeah there were some things in it uh that i didn't see coming and you know we'll get there but yeah overall i I had a good uh experience it came highly recommended from elise and yeah this movie was made for six million dollars and brought in 23 professor do you know the story behind this movie why they made it 
Uh, generally speaking, yeah. The character of Zach is written specifically for this actor. They had met uh, Zach at a uh, special needs convention of some sort. I, I don't know. It I was, believe it was a camp. It was like a camp or something like that. And the conversations that flowed, Zach was super eager to become a movie star. And the uh, and and the guys, Tyler and Michael, they thought, well, you know, that's probably not going to happen. But Zach was adamant and steadfast, almost angry about it. And so they decided, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and write a movie for him? And so that's what they ended up doing. And they ended up uh, talking to him and questioning him and finding out what type of things do you like? Turns out he's a big fan of wrestling. Put that in the movie. Uh, he, he digs, uh, you know, he digs having a party. So, you know, they put that into the movie. And so this is all centered around Zach. This was written, the story was written specifically to make Zach the central character of this movie. Yeah, I was completely pleasantly surprised with this film. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt that the cast was really good and uh, the story though simple, uh, moved along at a good pace. And, you know, Shia LaBeouf is kind of hit or miss with me. Very much so. You know what I mean? Uh, I loved him in the Disney show, Even Stevens. That's when Keenan was little and we watched Even Stevens all the time. And uh, I even liked him in that movie, Holes. Oh, yeah. He was really good in Holes. Yeah. And then you see him in stuff like the Transformers and as the Transformers kept going on and on and on and then all of his troubles and what he kind of turned out to be. Sure. You he, know, he's had a rocky road. Yeah, totally a rocky road. So I, and you could, I think he kind of threw himself into this, uh, into this project because I think Tyler, his character, uh, is also on a rocky road mm-hmm. or has had a rocky road. Um, so and yeah. Dealing with some anger issues and some mental issues yeah. and. And uh, Zach is lovable, so good for him, and I hope his career takes off and he um, becomes something. Isn't he supposed to do something? He, I believe he's got a TV show going coming out soon. Yeah, well, good for him. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's with the Felicity Huffman, I believe. Oh, yeah, uh, the gal from Desperate Housewives. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think my favorite parts of this movie was when it was Tyler and Zach just going across the countries so. oh yeah that's that's what this Just, film was really kind of built around i, I almost wish i could have gotten more of that yeah well you know i think we got just the amount that we were supposed to get he was very uh, genuine in, in the movie and what we see on the screen is how all of the uh, talent described zach behind the scenes very open very giving very genuine and only positive, nice, good things to say. Never critical about things. I was watching some interviews before today, and uh, I thought one of the great ones uh, was uh, Zach and Shia uh, talking about what was the biggest thing they got out of this movie. And Shia mentioned that in most of his movies, he brings home some kind of trinket. He gets some, something physical that he brings home. This one, he said the best thing he got was Zach's phone number. Says because they almost text each other, or they text each other almost daily, uh, just little messages back and forth. And he says it's it's really helped him with a lot of his struggles to meet someone like Zach. He came out of the movie. He said he said he felt hot, you know like this hard edge when he started making the movie, and he felt he came out of the movie feeling softer just by meeting Zach. Yeah, that's awesome. So this movie was my road movie uh, out of the six genres we. 
uh, picked road movie was one of them. We've done John's road movie, which was Blues, Brothers. Blues Brothers. Have we done your road movie? Yes. Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, the producers of Little Miss Sunshine, incidentally, were the producers of The Peanut Butter Falcon. Interesting. What does it take to be a road you movie? You motherfucker. I was going to lead into that because I was going to make you say it. Who said it last time? I think I did. Did you? Because I feel like this isn't the same uh, same definition of road movie we got for the Blues Brothers. No, I grabbed a different definition this time. Well, there should only really be one definition. The hell? It leads to the same direction. A road? No, I read it last time, motherfucker. I think I read it. Ken, who read it? Well, Ken obviously didn't read it. I didn't. I think Ken should read it. Fuck you guys. All right, fine. A road movie is a film genre in which the main characters leave home on a road trip, typically altering the perspective from their everyday lives. The core theme of road movies is rebellion against conservative social norms. There are two main narratives, the quest and the outlaw chase. I think this movie had both that. I think it does. Uh, Speaking of this movie. What's this movie about, Don? Yes, what is it about, Don? Zach runs away from a care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true. Early on, he teams up with a troubled outcast named Tyler, who is on the run. Together, they find the family they both need. Yeah, that about sums it up. That about sums it up. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. All right, uh, next week on Three Guys in the Flick, Chef (laughs) 2. Chef Round two. They could make a whole chef movie just about that that grilled cheese sandwich. I think they did, but we talked about that like two weeks ago. Have yeah. either of you made a grilled cheese sandwich lately? Lately? No. no. Me neither, but you know, I have to say I am now starting to think maybe tomorrow I try to make a grilled cheese sandwich and get that crunch crackle going. Zach, a 22-year-old man with Down syndrome, escapes the state-run care facility with the help of his elderly roommate to train as a professional wrestler under the tutelage of his hero, the Saltwater Redneck. Meanwhile, Tyler, a man fired for bringing in illegal crab catches, decides to burn the gear of his rival Duncan and Ratboy and flees himself. While on the run, Zach and Tyler meet and embark on a journey to the Saltwater Rednecks Wrestling School in North Carolina. Zach's caretaker at the nursing home, Eleanor, embarks on her own journey to find Zach and return him to safety to the facility. What a gem, having Bruce Stern. When I saw Bruce Stern in the movie, it's like, oh, and he delivered well. Oh, he was such a great character. Carl, his room. now he was his roommate, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's when, that was kind of really cute. Well, I like how it started with the older lady and they give the drawing and I was thinking, what, what is this drawing he's giving? Well, it's such a cute little drawing. No, it's to, for, to bribe her to have an attack. I know. But is that what that was? I thought it was like a coded because me- it was the, the lady plus the pudding question mark but e- equals like, him getting out. No, I showed like lightning or something around the lady. So it was telling her to have some kind of fake, you know, disturbance to draw attention so he yeah. could he would bribe her with the pudding so he could run out the exit what a great introduction to this character totally you know, we, we totally get who he is and and the it, t-bone tackle yeah <laughs> i love that t-bone tackle yeah just suddenly boom out of the picture yeah yeah and i he looks at the old lady and he says now <laughs> and then she starts to and he takes off uh so good 
It was really, really good. And I loved how uh, Bruce Dern's character was so uh, encouraging of him. And he just totally. wasn't, he wasn't going to let him just settle. And you kind of at first think, oh, he's kind of being a senile old man. But when he helps him escape, the, I mean, he's fully conscious and he fully knows what he's doing. That was That was such a great scene. Well, the message that I got from this whole movie was don't talk down to Zach. Treat him just like you would treat anyone else. And that's what Tyler learned on their journey is that Zach is just a normal person who just happens to have Down syndrome. Yeah. So treat him normal. I got the feeling with the way Bruce Dern was acting, you know, interacting with him that he had already gotten to that point. That he realized this is a 22-year-old man who hasn't had a chance to live his own life and do what he wants. And he doesn't need to be treated like the other older you know, people who might be invalids or whatever who need the care. He needs to get out and have his own adventures. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is Zach doesn't have a family mm-hmm. and they, in, his family uh, abandoned, him. they abandoned in him and, uh, he is in the best facility, I guess, for him that he could be in, I guess is how it's kind of explained by Dakota Johnson. Um, but yeah, uh, Zach's introduction to this film was a delight. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, we are introduced to Tyler, uh, Shia LaBeouf. And we see him crabbing. He's pulling in the crab. And I'm thinking, oh, this he's a fisherman, right? He's mm-hmm. he, he's doing the crabs. And then it's not until he cuts the rope. He cuts the rope. And then he goes. And you're like, yeah, that, that's not cool. You know, so he goes in and then uh, his buddy or, or his boss or whoever, you know, you can tell is trying to give him a chance or give him a break at something uh, because it's apparent that something's happened to mm-hmm. Cheyenne. So we'll find out later. Um, there's, there's a very good uh, moment that is set up during that conversation that they're having on, on the dock when they're, when they both have their beer, the, uh, um, the beer is handed to Tyler and uh, the old guy sits down next to him and uh and Tyler is in frame right, and then uh, the old guy is shown in frame right, and in frame left, when the old guy is talking, you have a uh, in the back, behind the two of them, is um, a, a, a pier, a, a wooden pier, part of the dock, and so he puts his hand out onto Tyler's shoulder, who's out of frame. The old man is in right frame. The pier is in left frame, and he is turning and he's talking to Tyler, but all we have on screen is the pier, the dock, that piece of wood. His advice, he might as well be talking to a tree because Tyler isn't hearing him at all. It's falling on deaf ears. And I thought that that was a very clever little moment to show the conversation is falling on deaf ears because he's talking to a piece of wood, and Tyler isn't there at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why isn't Tyler there? He's very angry at this point, and he's very upset about losing his brother. Mm-hmm. He feels guilty. We find out later why he feels so much guilt. He, I got the impression, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the thing that, that happened is it used to be him and his brother were the fishermen, were crab fishermen. Right. Um, when his brother died, his brother had the fishing license. Right. And so when his brother died, that fishing license became available, and these other his competitors, those other two guys got the fishing license yeah. and there's only 10 of them available. So basically that our Tyler had no way to support himself. Right. 
And so yeah. that's why he was striking back. He was bitter that they got the fishing license that he had lost his brother and he had lost everything. That's part of it. Yeah. What, what else was there, Professor? Well, later on in the movie, so we get these uh, flashbacks and drips, and eventually we see that Tyler is driving home from the bar, and his eyes get heavy, and then it shows the road, and it shows the headlights gradually crossing across the double yellow line to the left side of the road, and that is the last flashback that we have for them. So... I am taking it that there was a terrible car accident and because he fell asleep at the wheel, he killed his brother and he has immense guilt for killing his brother. Yeah. That on top of his brother being gone. Yeah. And right. losing the fishing license and losing basically the whole thing that his brother and him did together. He lost everything when he lost his brother. Yes. He, he is living in his own personal hell Yeah, mm-hmm. and he doesn't and, know how to pull himself out. Yeah. Right. And so that's, who Tyler is when we meet him. Uh, going back to Zach, uh, it's time for him to leave. It's time for he... he oh, no, after, the, after that uh, escape attempt, uh, they put bars on his window. Yeah. Right, and then so... And we get to meet Eleanor at and, this time. And Ele- Eleanor is played by Dakota Johnson. Johnson. What did you think of her? I was pleasantly surprised by her. I am not familiar with any of her work. I I don't think I've seen her in a movie before. Uh, I only really know her. No, I lied. She is in a, a Bad Time at the El Royale. Oh, the, yes, yes, yes. I, I think I totally butchered that. Yes, name. John Hamm and yeah, yeah. That's Chris right. Hemsworth and yes, yeah. Yes. Which is a good movie, by the way. It is a good movie. Yeah. I don't remember where she is in the movie, but yeah, uh, I, I, for me, this has put her on my map, that this is going to be yeah. my reference point now for Dakota Johnson. Yeah. I, I was impressed with her. She she did a, a solid job. Yeah, and she's also from the Fifty Shades phenomenon, right? which, which I can yeah. say I have never seen. Me neither. Proudly. Yes, I, I, I'm very proud that I haven't seen it, and so is Ken. I have not seen it. Don't fucking lie, dude. I we know you. Your wife Julie, made you totally, watch it. She has totally. not seen it. Uh, okay, dude. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what'd you think of Dakota? Oh, you probably didn't like her because of the Fifty Shades movie. <laughs> I, I, I knew you were gonna ask, and you're gonna hate my answer. I don't hate anything, John. I am a very loving guy. That's why love wins and the machines lose. Go on. I think she's a good actress. I think that she does a good job. I didn't like her that much in this movie. Okay, so... I feel like she, you know, she was just put in to create this whole family thing that, you know, both of them were seeking family and they needed a family. Why do they need her to become a family? Do you have to have the female influence to be labeled a family or can it just be the two guys form a family themselves? Oh my God. They do need her storyline not right. necessarily her, right. but no. they do need her storyline. Yes, just, absolutely. I didn't 100. feel like it was necessary. I thought the best parts we'll of the movie were it. just Zach and Tyler. Okay, that and the, I get they, that. They could have just as easily become a family themselves in the end. Okay, so that and that's fine that you don't think that that the story needed her. Uh, but if you go and take her out of the story, cut her completely out of the story. It could end the same way, no, or it could no, no. I, I don't, my my opinion, I wouldn't have cut her out of the movie, but I would have cut her amount of scenes out of the movie. I would have had her, yes, looking for Zach and hunting him down, and then finding him in the end, 
and then deciding he's better off with Tyler and just letting him go off with Tyler. So she didn't need to form this perfect, happy family with them. Okay. So, so, okay. (laughs) I swear to God, you just hate happy endings. Okay. So it would still have been a happy ending. Not necessarily. You're saying two guys can't form a family. No, 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 no. First of all, don't try and put words into my mouth, motherfucker. I will get my words out just fine. I don't care if it was two guys if it was the three of them is if it's a happy ending it's a happy ending yeah. what's nice about this film is that they introduce they introduce this character of eleanor and who is eleanor she is the one who takes care of zach on a daily basis she's the one that puts him as a flight risk he's the uh she she's also the talks one down to him at the, in the beginning and treats him like an invalid <laughs> Yes, I suppose she does. She grows at the end and she realizes where she was wrong, but Yes, she, okay, but she still volunteers to take care of this kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's got to be worth something, right? Everybody has bad days. We happen to see the scene where she might be at and the fucker tried to escape on her, dude. No. Of course I'd be pissed too. I don't fault her for any of that. I just like I said, I don't feel like she really added that much Okay, to the well story. hang on. I'm I'm telling you why she adds so okay. much to the story. Okay. With so Zach escapes and he's on the run, and then the head of the or the guy facility. who runs the facility says, You gotta go find him. Right? <clears throat> so that puts her on her own journey. Now, whether you think the story needed it or not doesn't really matter it, it, the fact is is that the way this was written and the way this unfolds is that she has a very important part of this story because a zach somewhat deep down does trust her and zach has to i would think somewhere deep down even love her right because she's the only one that hasn't abandoned him he he ran away from her so when uh, he gets caught, she puts. She has no choice. She has to put the fucking uh, bars on the windows. But my point is f- to see them finally catch up and like it or not. And I know you don't like love stories or anything like that. But to give uh, Tyler a romantic uh, counterpart in a movie isn't uncommon, isn't unheard of. Um, so it was very formulaic but it works because at the end zach got what he wanted he wanted his family but wouldn't he have still gotten that just with tyler no doesn't matter i'm just saying could the movie have ended happily with just the two of them no have either of you gentlemen i'm assuming i can use the word gentleman nice that what happens after atherton tyler takes him down gets him to the wrestling camp then what Wow. What, what's Tyler going to do after that? Does he see... What happens to Zach after that? He, be, he joins them on the fishing boat. How? Uh, Tyler's dead. Eleanor is... You don't think the salt neck redneck would have taken him to the hospital? He seemed like a pretty decent guy. Maybe. El, El, okay, but still, that's a really big Do you really think he would have stayed gamble. with him? What we get in no. Eleanor that is mentioned at the beginning... It is pointed out to the it is pointed out to the facilities director that you have she is a volunteer with her family and all of her money 
isn't going to help her with this. She represents a possible future for the three of them to embark mm-hmm. upon because she has money that they can use to get themselves started. Oh, so she's a female with money. That's what a happy ending needs. No. Yes, that's what, what I'm that's pointing. All the, that's what you got. What I'm pointing out is that the third character, Eleanor, who happens to be a woman, represents a, a possible fiscal future that they can get themselves started. She happens to be a woman, yes. But it, in general... That is her enduring contribution to the end of the movie, that there is a more stronger sense of hope than what happens after the wrestling camp. Let me ask you this, Professor. On their journey before she came along, were Zach and Tyler happy? Certainly. Were they having a good time? And what happens after? Well, I'm just the, I'm asking. Yes, I'm not talking yes, about yes, at the point. And I concede to all of that. And I'm thinking that... The writers could have gone two ways. They could have had put her in the movie and had the happy ending with the three of them. I think they could have had just to have as happy ending with the two of them going off in the future with an uncertain future, but a plan. You know, they did Zach's plan. He wanted to be a wrestler. He got to be a wrestler. Now they're going to live Zach's or Tyler's plan of one peanut butter jar at a time with no place to live. What happens when it gets to winter time? What happens when there's inclement weather? What happens when she runs out of money? We don't know. What exactly. Kind. We don't know. That's what you would say, Don. We don't know what would have happened. Anything At least happened. there's a bigger possibility of a more safe, secure future because she has money. So, okay. so money makes us happy. No, I'm not suggesting <laughs> that at all. But that is why she is in the movie. That is what her character brings to the movie. Miss Money. The Bank. emotional stability that Don was just pointing out, as well as the fiscal security for the future of the three of them, that he doesn't have to go back into a camp. If he goes back into, you know, one of those other homes that they were talking about, that, you know, those are for criminals and right. drug druggies. And prostitutes. Those kinds of futures for Zach are very likely mm-hmm. a future with Zach. And with Eleanor gives the freestyling future of Zach, but also the financial security of Eleanor. So I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. <clears throat> Why exactly didn't you like her character? I, like I said, I enjoyed the interaction between. No, Tyler. no, no, no. That's not what I asked you. Why didn't you like the character? I didn't, say, I didn't like her character. Then why are you writing I her out? I wanted less she of wasn't her. Wasn't necessary. Okay, I, okay, okay. Got, why, no, why, why wasn't she? Why wasn't she necessary? Let me answer or finish my answer. Okay. Because as I've said, I got more out of the journey and the basically that Zach was on a physical journey, that Tyler was on a mental journey, and they both were growing and bonding together. And then she came along and took the, I felt like she took the air out of it. How? I Why? would have liked to see more of them together and them growing because then once she got there, mm-hmm. Tyler's attention was more focused on her than it was focused on Zach. I disagree. He I disagree. Still, he still, but you notice all the dialogue then became between Tyler and her. I disagree again. You don't think they're he because Zach almost became a background character. No, <laughs> I, I strongly no. disagree again. I, I think he became a background character in that he was doing things in the background. He was training. He, you know, they were talking about him. They were getting him to the place. They did the wrestling match. But you notice there was a lot more focus on her and Tyler after that. 
And I would have seen more focus on Tyler and Zach. It was just my opinion. That's what I took from the movie. So what did you think of Carl using the cane to get those bars? You know, I was an engineer once. (laughs) That was such a great moment. I didn't see that come in. That was cool. And what I, my question was, is Zach's putting on all the soap? I'm like, why are you putting it on your your face? face. (laughs) I I especially liked the, uh, when he was explaining it to Eleanor, how he got out. Yeah, well, he's just really strong. Yeah, he's uh, watching all that superhero stuff. He should have taken the little things off the window, but oh, I thought the, the reactions of everyone who walked into the room who saw it was so good. It was it was really good. That was a good point. So Zach is, and and here's what I also uh, was thinking: why not throw some clothes out the window? I was wondering the same, and thing. then climb out. This kid's running around in his fucking underwear. And why did Booster and he, let him run out with just his underwear? Well, that's a good question too. You would think Carl, being the engineer, would have said, "Oh, wait, here, kid," and threw him some some pants, some, some pants, pants. <laughs> maybe a little bit of money. Yeah. So uh, Zach runs away in his underwear and hides out in Shia's boat. Uh, Shia gets called on uh, stealing the crabs, and John Hawks. Uh, who plays Duncan Duncan and rat boy uh, yellow yellow wolf what what the fuck is that what yellow yellow wolf yellow wolf plays rat boy uh they are the antagonists they, of our story we are now introduced to our antagonist they come up and uh they give come. them a whooping do you see them i mean obviously they're the bad guys but what did you think of their explanation of why they have to be the bad guys because they want everyone else to fall in line? No, what they said was, if I let you do this to me, it almost sounded like what you'd hear in a prison movie. If I let you punk me like this, everybody else is going to punk me just like that. And they're going to think they can get away with whatever. I have to have some sort of retribution or they're going to think, people are going to think that it's they can about get away with anything with me. Power and respect. Yeah, and so I felt that was almost like maybe he had some prison time or something that... It was a prison retribution type thing of, I can't let you just punk me like that. So what was your question? So the question to get to it was, yes, they're the, the bad guys, but is there some sense of me? Like, does it make sense why they're after him? I think Did, it's because they, they're just feeling, they're just feeling uh, like they, they, they have to get even. Yeah, they, they, they're forced to almost. Well, I no, I don't think they're forced to. I, I mean, think that this is, this is fully a choice. But mm-hmm. uh, Ken's right. It's all about power and respect. Yeah. And they are willing to go down and uh, hunt. Or first of all, they, they rough Tyler up and because he was kind of being a dick. And if that's the best, if that's the worst you're going to get for stealing crab traps. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. You know, get spit in the face, whatever. Didn't uh, you like the way he looked with all of that gravel and dirt on the side of his face yeah. when he was sitting up? Yeah, Duncan was, or no, maybe it was Rat Boy. It was Rat Boy. Rat Boy was really pushing his face into the ground. I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was a pretty good scene. This is what helps us see what's at stake for Tyler. Mm-hmm. That these are going to have consequences for the choices that we choose to make in the movie. Zach has consequences if he goes back. That he is going to not be fulfilling his dream, and so he's got to get away. Um, we have uh, the consequences for uh, for Eleanor that um, she is scared that she's going to lose this volunteer job and she's maybe even get criminal charges. I think it's more maybe. of 
that Zach got out on her watch and she's afraid yep. Zach's going to get yep. hurt. Well, and then she even tells the director, you got to call this in. And yep. he was like, no, we're going to avoid the scandal and yep. I'm going to save face and you're going to go find him. Entire. Which is what, which plays, I think, into a bigger part of her ultimate decision, which you didn't think was necessary. So, you know, it, it, it'll come down to, you know, yeah, all of that. So, Tyler, what's at stake for Tyler here when he chooses to light all those pots on fire? Which this was is, a dick move. This is this is the urgency that drives Tyler that, okay, he's going to get a lot more than an ass whooping. Yeah. Because what did they what did, what did Duncan say? Duncan said, I'm going to give you a crowbar to your head. Yeah, if you ever do any of this shit again, yeah. right? And so they, they beat him up, and he's sitting there, and you can see he's going to do something something drastic and so when he took out that gas can and i'm thinking oh shit and then he does the crab the crab pots he burns all of the guy's gear oh yeah and apparently he burns like the pier too yeah burns more so he he burns a lot more oh yeah i'm sure he fucked his boss right so he starts it on fire and then and then he flees and then he flees because the rat boy and duncan come running out and he gets in a boat what you guys think of this boat chase I liked it. Yeah, yeah I thought it was... <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I was like, hey, Rat Boy, just turn to your right. It's right there. <laughs> and I only say that because of the thing that the big... Uh, the cover, I guess what it is, it goes over the boat, the really tall part. Yeah, the, the, the wind jammer, uh, the windshield wind jammer is so scuffed up that we are able to see, oh, I can see how maybe you don't necessarily see that clearly. Right, but... All they had to do was turn to the right because every shot of our antagonists, they were always looking left. So, but other than that, I mean, it was cool. It was fine. He gets out of there and runs out of gas. Uh, well, no. Oh, no. Oh, right. He discovers Zach in the yeah. hiding in the back of the boat. And what does Zach do? Throws up. Oh my God. That was so gross. <laughs> totally. You know, there's, there's, I can, I can endure a lot of gore in films because I know it's fake and whatever, but what I cannot stomach and I can still to this day cannot stomach is vomit. I am right there with you. Oh my gosh. When my kids would get sick when they were little, sorry, you're going to have to finish and clean yourself up because same. I have no problem with seeing vomit. It's the smell. Well, it's all inclusive, man. Once you see it, it. for me, when I saw it, I could smell it. And that instantly, you smell it. (laughs) I'm sorry. What's your name? What the fuck is going on over there? Are you going to throw up onto the mic? Dude, I'm telling you, if I see it, I'm going to spew. How many beers has he had? <laughs> like half one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's he when they first out meet. a knife, puts it to his throat. What the heck? Yeah, well, he Shia doesn't, or Tyler doesn't know any better. Yeah. Plus, right? he's, he's still kind of a dick in the beginning of the movie. Well, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then he takes off. He gets away. And then the boat crashes. When, uh, when he burned it and ran, didn't you kind of feel like he deserved a whooping? Totally. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking. Dude, I'm thinking. Yeah, he's going to run from these guys, but they deserve their pound of flesh. I mean, he just burned up all their gear. And yes, they're the bad guys. Yes, they're kind of dicks, but they got the license legitimately, and they're just do, you know making a living. Now they don't have to be dicks to him, you know, to throw it in his face, especially after knowing he lost his brother. Do you, do you think they're going to be gentle? 
No. Like before? No, but they don't need to be like that. But of course, they have. you have to have bad guys in the movie. You have to have someone chasing him. But he did do a dick move. He did deserve some kind of comeuppance for it whether you know to make some he even said later he owes them and he, he plans on making restitution he even said that later in the movie when they weren't around he's our protagonist we're rooting for him because at this point once they ground the boat and they have to take off shia just leaves zach right i mean you're right this dude is a dick and he's going through a lot so he's going off and he uh zach follows him the tide's coming in right and then zach says i'm scared i can't I don't know how to swim and Shia or Tyler could leave him there, but he doesn't and he gets him to shore. And then this starts the bond and the, the friendship that we get throughout the movie, which you really enjoyed mm-hmm. and which I really enjoyed. And I thought really carried this film. Now that they're on their way, let's see. Uh, Tyler gives them some clothes. Well, they, uh, um, they, they part ways as soon as uh, Tyler finds other people. And then once they part ways, and then Tyler gets into the truck, and then he hears about that there's a roadblock that's coming up where they're searching, and happen by happenstance, railroad crossing train. Oh, I forgot something back there. I got to go back. Right. And then we go back, and so then they're reunited again. And then this is where we get to see Tyler really stretch himself for the first time in a truly genuine and caring way for Zach. That you know, right off the bat, he don't know how to swim. And then that little shit up there on, up on the top. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm so glad that Tyler sm- smacked him right across the jaw. I don't care if he was a kid. He totally deserved that. Oh, that was brilliant. Would I love that. Punched the kid? Hell yes, I would have punched the kid. That's fucked up, right? Yeah, that, that could have killed him. Yeah. So he goes in and he saves him, gives him some clothes, and then they go into, they have to find provisions. Tyler says, okay. I'm going to let you follow me. Uh, I'll get you to the wrestling school in Arden. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina, right? I, I'm, yeah, or, south. It's or, North Carolina is where it was. Is it north? Yeah. yeah. And how many times, every time that they showed the back of Tyler's backpack, I'm thinking, why aren't you giving him the boots? Right, yeah. Why aren't you giving him the boots? You could at least offer him the boots. What the heck? Right. And I... Uh, he, he does, eventually. Eventually. Because he finds out that Zach is on the lamb. And he does that because they go to this convenience store. Or Bubba's. Bubba's. Uh, for some essential supplies, ultimately. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. And that's where uh, Eleanor comes in. The two meet. Shy, uh, Tyler instantly starts to flirt with her. And, you know, there, there's, another in, uh, there's another important moment in this movie that takes place that shows us the character of tyler i'm fully expecting him to steal from the store so am i completely totally totally expecting him to steal from the store great point and the fact that he is uh forthright and polite to the man behind the counter taking his backpack off he he just ended up whittling down his bill you know 13 dollars down to three dollars yeah and so i wasn't expecting that at all and i thought that that is a another important moment for tyler in this movie to see that he is a decent person and and it's funny that you say that because i was thinking the same thing he has he has shown us glimpses that he can be a good person even in the flashbacks though they were silent you could tell the relationship between him and his brother and that he wasn't always like this. He wasn't this broken shell of a man 
who who has ultimately, like you were saying, John has lost everything, mm-hmm. and he's out on his own, and now he meets this kid who has Down syndrome, and uh, the kid asks him, you know, can you take me to this wrestling school or whatever? And you can see that if he were truly an asshole, he would have just left him on the side of the road, but he didn't. And then once he finds out, you know, uh, once he finds out that Zach ran away and he's out on his own, he starts to loosen up a little bit. That, that was kind of my analysis of Tyler was that everything that he does in the beginning of the movie, even stealing the crabs from the traps sure. is out of anger. Yeah. He's not an, you know, a guy who goes around stealing things because he just wants to steal them or he needs them. He's stealing it out of anger. He's lighting the, you know, the gear on fire out of anger and he's got all this pent up anger because of the guilt he feels for his brother's death yeah and losing everything he lost it all so he's looking for people to blame but then he has this you know zach comes along with like a baby bird like a younger brother um and he's now got someone to care about and take care of you know kind of like you know his big brother took care of him he's now got zach he's starting to soften. He's starting to release some of that anger. You know, as I said before, this whole movie is really Zach going on a physical journey that he's learning, you know, that he's not a bad person and that he is capable of doing things. At the same time, Tyler is going on a mental journey of releasing his anger and coming to terms with things. Well, well put. So Tyler agrees, uh, you know, to, he gives him his boots Mm-hmm. Tyler After he finds out that that Zach is an outlaw, and he's like, "We got something in common. We're both outlaws." Yeah, and, and so Zach gets re- or uh, Tyler gets really excited about that, which I found re- really enjoyable. Gives him the boots, and then he gives him two rules. Rule number one: Do what I no. What is uh, oh? Rule number one: Don't slow me down. Rule number two: Tyler's in charge. You and, know what I loved about this, and I'm sorry to interrupt, is that no, even from the start. Tyler never talks really down to him. He always seems to talk to him like an equal. You know, he threatens him. He you, you, and and it's early. It's established early on when he, he's following him, and Zach looks at Tyler and says, "I have Down syndrome." And Tyler looks at him and says, "I don't give a shit." Yeah. So yeah. I mean, very. Yeah. No. That that and was so really that good. Was, he he sees him as a he, yeah. He sees him as a a, a human as a as a person, mm-hmm. which is great. And so he gives them his boots and they start walking and, and pants and pants and a shirt. And, uh, they start walking and immediately Zach is slowing them down and Tyler stops, turns around and says, what's rule number one. And I was laughing so hard because Zach says party <laughs> and, party. And then Tyler's response. No, what? Oh, so funny. I was that, laughing really hard. So that kind of kicked off the whole fun element of it for sure. Did you know that that was ad-libbed by Zach? Yeah. Yeah, I had read that. What shirt was Zach wearing? I feel like I don't know. What is it? It was the Monster Truck Rally Grave Digger. Oh, there you go. So uh, Tyler had that shirt in his repertoire. Nice. I nice. almost felt too like giving him the white boots made him look kind of like a wrestler. <laughs> Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and, and when I found out that this movie had a subplot of wrestling in it, I thought of you. I thought you would really enjoy it. So, And so now we get to the river. 
love the river scene. Zach and Tyler become friends as they travel. Tyler teaches Zach various life skills, including how to use a gun, and eventually takes on the role of his coach, getting him in shape for his wrestling endeavors. They eventually build a raft and begin traveling by water. Eleanor soon finds them, but after learning her boss intends to send Zach to a more severe form of confinement, joins them for the travel south. You were saying about the raft? I, I, no, I was talking about the river. Just going down the river. No. Crossing the river? Crossing the river. Oh, yes. Crossing the river where I don't know how to swim. No, you're just, you just hold on to these and don't let go no matter what. Yeah, because he tells them they're full of air and air floats. And if you hold on to it tight, you know, and and he he tied the rope around them. They got into the river. Why did it have to be so long? So he didn't. I, I, it's easier for him to uh, navigate probably. I, I think that's part of it. And I think another part of it is that um, with the rope being longer, when he gets to the other side, he can exert less energy pulling him ashore rather than actually swimming him to shore. Which is exactly what he did ultimately. So they're, they're going along and along comes this fishing boat. And uh, Elise said to me as we were watching it, this reminds me, of the train scene in stand by me. And as I watched it, I went, holy shit. She is so (laughs) right. You know, because as a, for me, when I'm sitting in the audience watching it, I'm like, swim, swim. Cause you know, the way it's shot totally makes it look like this boat's going to hit Zach. That's some sexy camera work. That was, it was really well shot scene. And so Tyler gets to the shore and just, pulls and pulls and pulls and and they make it and uh leading up to that he uh zach asks him if he's gonna die you know and that's where the quote comes from Mm -hmm. you know and then he says don't be a bitch and let's go and then when he pulls him to shore he says now that's gonna make a good story and I, and I love how Zach immediately walks up on shore. Okay, let's go. And he, and he yanks him up immediately. Okay, let's go. Oh, yeah. I noticed that too. The strength that he has and he... he yeah, it, it, but but Zach wasn't phased by almost being run down by a fishing boat. Right. And he just keeps going. You know what this scene needed? What, John? As the More fish, cowbell. As the fishing boat passed by, we should have... The camera should have turned and looked at the fishing boat to see Forrest Gump waving. Yeah, that's exactly what this scene needed. You know what this scene needed, actually? Nothing. More Dakota Johnson. Um, <laughs> so they make it to the shore. They move on. And uh, then they get to the the blind guy's house. And well, 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 before we get there, Zach takes some time with Tyler, and they work on swimming. All right. He teaches them how to swim. Teaches them the basics about swimming. Yeah. And then he he says... Uh, I don't know anything about this wrestling stuff, but I'll train you, you know, so they do jumping jacks and they kind of do workouts and he, he's just kind of giving him life skills, teaches him how to shoot that gun, which was awesome. And and there's another important thing that happens right in this time. We have the good guy, bad guy talk where, um, Mm -hmm. Zach talks about him wanting, I want to be a bad guy. Why do you want to be a bad guy? Bad guy wrestler. Yeah. and, And Tyler is telling him that, you're a good guy. But the, the really pivotal moment was when Zach asks Tyler, are you a good guy or a bad guy? And uh, Tyler turns it back and he says, what do you think? 
And right there, I'm thinking that Tyler is thinking, I'm not a good guy. But when, yeah. he, but when he hears Zach tell him that he's a good guy, it gives him permission to let go a little bit and accept himself to be a new person, a good guy. That and along with the other scene on his birthday. But I also, when you mentioned that, you know, the whole asking, am I a good guy, bad guy, uh, Tyler did the same thing for Zach when when Tyler was talking to Zach and said, why do you want to be a bad guy? And he says, because I, I am a bad guy. And he's like, why are you a bad guy? Because my family didn't want me. Yeah. And yeah. He, said, he says, no, you're not. That doesn't make you a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that helped Zach. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so I like, it's the mental journey that they're both going on. And I like how he says, uh, you know, you got a good guy heart. Mm-hmm. You know, so you are, you can't be the bad guy. You're a good guy. You're, thought, he- you're a hero. You're a hero. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that was really, that mm-hmm. was really touching. When was the scene? Was it this scene where, or a little bit later on where Zach said to Tyler, I'm going to give you all my birthday wishes. That was later. That's was a later? little bit later. And that, that I thought was really touching the way it, it really hit Tyler. Right. Yeah. Because they're on a raft that they build because they get to this junkyard yeah. and they meet the blind guy. And I thought that, that scene Jasper's was Jasper. Yes, yeah, very good. Uh, Jasper, they go to Jasper's place, and uh, Jasper is blind, and he almost shoots Tyler. I, I liked one other little teensy moment that um, after the good guy bad guy talk, they wake up the next morning on the beach, and they get started. Tyler stands up. Did you see all of the sand falling off of him? No, I totally dug. It's like. And look at that. He stands up and, you know, it must have been like a pound of sand falling off of his, out of his shorts and off of his legs. It's like, man. Is this before or after we had our bonfire and drink fest? It's before the bonfire. Okay. Yeah, they don't they don't have the bonfire until after they get the raft for the first okay. night. Uh, so uh, they get to the junkyard and Jasper says, you can have whatever you want. Are you a God-fearing person? That's right. You, are you a God-fearing person? And they say yes. Yeah. And uh, Well, then come on in. That's right. All you have to do is listen. It made me think, I don't know why, again, you're going to say I'm dumb, but it uh, made me think of Ghostbusters when they said, are you a God? Yeah, you're dumb. You always say yes. I always I always think about um, the, the Southern story, especially with the music, and it happens right around this time, that it totally started feeling like, oh, brother, where art thou? You know, it, it's funny that you say that because I thought with the music choices early on, I was thinking, wow, this kind of has an oh, brother feel. And they get to the baptism scene, and Elise uh, said, this is like, oh, brother, where art thou? So, yeah, it, it, it had a, a, a old brother feel for sure. I was reading a review and they brought up an excellent point, And I wish I could remember which site it was on that they brought up a good point that you notice at the baptism scene that Zach has a baptism of water. Mm-hmm. And after that, except for the wrestling match, he has a pretty OK journey. Whereas Tyler says, I'm more of a baptism of fire guy. Yeah. And he has more of a physical journey in that he's got to experience a lot of pain before he finds his happiness. Yeah. And so basically he goes through a baptism of fire after this. Yeah. That's kind of how you expect Look it to it. go. Yeah. Really. Cause, because if you notice, uh, Tyler doesn't get in the water. Mm-hmm. It's just Zach. Yeah. Uh, he asks him, he goes, is it kind of, is it like swimming? And Tyler's like, kind of. <laughs> so uh, Jasper gives them the materials they need. They build a raft 
and they start heading down, heading down the river. And then they uh, get to shore. At the same time, uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, John's favorite character, is making her way uh, to f- uh, for looking for Zach and not making any headway. She's, she's scrounging. She's scrounging. And I forget why or how. Oh, no. She shows up at Jasper's and she says, have you seen this? Have you seen this man? Yeah. And Jasper's like, nope, because <laughs> he's blind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was a cute moment. Yeah. Cute moment. So I really uh, want to touch again what John was talking about a few moments ago. When they're on the raft and um, Zach and Tyler are talking and Zach gives Tyler all of his birthday wishes mm-hmm. and the, the tenderness, the intimacy that, um, is shown as Tyler momentarily breaks down and he he rests his head on Zach's shoulder. I thought it was so gentle and so touching. Yeah. And so then after that, then we get the next night and that's where the bonfire takes place. And that's where the hooch comes out. And that's where we get our name, Peanut Butter Falcon. All right. Well, he first wants to be called Falcon. Falcon. Right. And then... Uh, Tyler goes off and makes him a falcon suit. And then he says... With all of the palms. Yeah, and the duct tape or whatever. And uh, and that's <laughs> when uh, Zach is putting peanut butter on his face. Yeah, like war paint. Yeah. But his paint, he's all, peanut butter, falcon. So great scene, great bonding moment. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next morning... Eleanor finds them. Eleanor finds them, which I, I will admit for... A brief second. I was pretty darn convenient. Well, you know why it was so convenient, Because they wrote it that way. No, they they said it early on in the movie. The river ran right next to one road, and it followed this one road the whole way. And so they said you could go down the road, or you can go down the river. It all goes to the same place. There's only one way. So her going down the road, she would eventually run into them anyway. Oh, but. It's pretty darn convenient, and, yeah. and that's that's part of how this was written. You know, there are it's their first movie that these, you know, that um, that uh, Tyler and Michael they have made, and so there are some inconsistencies and little things. It's like, man, okay, that's pretty darn convenient, and that's one of them. You know, the trajectory that that um, Eleanor is on in a truck, right, in a car driving versus somebody who's on foot, man logistically speaking, she should not be driving a hundred miles down the road. Zach's not a hundred miles down the road. If he's on foot, no way you should be looking right around in that neighborhood, right around in that area. And the fact that she happens to happens into them at the same time. No, I took it as Jasper told her they built a raft and they went down river. And that well, one of the people was totally. Special. And, and right. that, that was a huge find for Eleanor to have that happen without that she's just grasping for straws in the dark no idea how fast or slowly Zach is moving yeah but she runs into him and she conveniently finds him and I and I and like I said for just a brief moment I was like what and then I went oh fuck it okay that's so where I was went, with too and went, because went with she it. needs to be more a part of the story right and so they uh she goes and she tells Zach it's time to go home and Zach doesn't want to go. And so what does he do? Back. He picks up her keys and he throws them in the lake. River. In the river. 
Yeah. Which is a totally bomb move. Oh, absolutely. It was fantastic. And you know, Tyler was all about it, right? Because Tyler was like, whoa, whoa, whoa you're not, we're not leaving. We're not done here. And she said, I'm going to have you arrested for kidnapping. And he's like, he's a runaway. You can't have me arrested mm-hmm. for uh, kidnapping. A ru- you can't kidnap a runaway. So she ultimately concedes and gets on the raft. And this, I think this leads up to one of my favorite scenes when he says, you know, you, you got to keep training. So let's train and hold your breath. That was a very so fun So they could have moment. a talk. So mom so and dad they could, could have a talk. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this, this probably was my favorite conversation of the whole movie, even though, it, like I said, she didn't add a lot except... My only place that the uh, that I feel there is a huge dent in my argument, which you guys disagree, was this one scene between the two. Could have happened anywhere else in the movie. Happened to happen here. Well, yeah, and it happens here uh, because they both call each other on their bullshit, mm-hmm. and I think that's what really opens up the entire relationship. This is what this conversation bonds Tyler and Eleanor together. And then maybe, just maybe, both of them are starting to think, you know, what could be. Well, I also see it as this is the conversation where Eleanor sees that she's been seeing Zach all wrong. Because when Tyler says to her, why'd you call him a retard? She goes, I never called him a retard. But that's the way you're talking to him. That's the way you're treating him. And all of a sudden, her eyes just got wide. that she realized that's exactly what she's doing, that, that Tyler is treating him like an everyday person, and she's been treating him like she would treat something, you know, like a, I said, a the simpleton. Invalid, a simpleton and the invalids sure. of she needs to do everything for him. He's capable of doing things on his own, and you can talk to him just like you would talk to anyone else. And she was talking down to him and making decisions for him and saying what he can and can't do. He can make, he's 22 years old. He can make his own decisions. He does need help in doing things. He casts, you know, he is dependent on people. But He's a 22-year-old man who can make his own decisions on what he wants to do with his life. Yeah, but now, like Shia, or like Tyler was saying, he's like, you're never going to be a basketball player. Yeah. Right? So let's, let's keep this somewhat realistic, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and adding to the point of him being able to do anything, at that moment when they're having this conversation and her eyes get all big, my man pops up out of the that uh, was awesome. river with a fucking fish. That was awesome. And the way Tyler got so excited about it, he was like proving his point. You know what I mean? That yeah. this kid is resourceful and he can, you know, and even Eleanor was uh, all kinds of amazed, right? She was like, oh my gosh, you've caught that with your bare hands. And then she was instantly horrified as Tyler beats the fish to death. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> again, like I was just saying a sec ago that she sees him as someone who's going to be dependent all his life. And he just did something that's independent. He showed he can catch a fish. Yeah, but I don't know if he would have been able to cook it. Yeah, no. But he's still dependent on people. But she could see that, you know, he's not as a simple, as you said earlier, he's not as much of a simpleton as she treated him. Right, right. So they... Uh, they have lunch on the dredge. That's right. And this was a really good scene, too. I really enjoyed this scene. Very much so. It 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 lets us see them together bonding just the three of them no nothing else to disturb them and we just get to see the three of them bond together so would you have eaten the fish with peanut butter Ah, sure i'll eat almost anything i think it was important that they put that peanut butter back in there because it was it ended up i don't want to say it's Chekhov's gun but it's a little bit like that it it comes up again in the story and Mm -hmm. that's and that's somewhat important since it's called the peanut butter falcon sure 
And then we have Duncan and Ratboy show up again. Oh, yeah, the antagonists. One night, Duncan and Ratboy catch up with the trio, and Zack defends them with the gun. When they reach Aiden, North Carolina, Tyler learns that the saltwater redneck has retired and closed the school, but convinces him to resurrect his alter ego for Zack. Saltwater trains Zack as a wrestler and quickly puts Zack on a local fight card, which he believes he has rigged for Zack's safety and success. However, when the fight happens, Zack's opponent, Sam, does not hold back and proceeds to beat him. As Tyler attempts to intervene, Duncan and Ratboy arrive, and Duncan hits Tyler on the head with a tire iron, knocking him unconscious right as Zack manages to lift Sam overhead and throw him forcefully out of the ring, something Saltwater had told him was impossible. The film ends with Tyler healing from the injury as Eleanor is driving him and Zack into Florida, implying the start of a new life for the three of them as a family. End movie. So the uh, the 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 breakfast in the cafe that was an important, significant uh, moment for the movie because we have Zach that is not going back to where he was. He's going to go to a crappy facility where Eleanor is not. Right. And so the stakes have gotten considerably higher. But he doesn't know that. Zach does not know that. But Eleanor, who is partially responsible for Zach. And Tyler doesn't know that yet either. And, you know, I'm sure that Tyler doesn't have any thought what's going to happen to Zach after wrestling school. So, yeah, there's, we, the audience, know uh, there's a lot more at stake now. Yeah. And, well, Zach, uh, Tyler made Zach a promise to get him to the wrestling school. And so that's what he was going to do. I'm sure he wasn't even thinking anything about what's going to happen after totally all he knows is that he's got zach and now he's got eleanor and so maybe he's got a little good thing cooking up here maybe yeah so we get to the wrestling school and it's a fucking salt uh, saltwater regnecks trailer yeah, it's a trailer it looks so dilapidated and dreary and sad yeah and so uh thomas hayden church comes in uh, clyde Clyde. It, it never Clint. clicked with me, and I don't know why. In the beginning, when he kept playing the VHS tape, that that tape was that old. That it had been 10 years since the wrestling school had closed. Well, that tape could have been 20 years old. I know, but I'm yeah. saying, Red, yeah. Redneck says, they said the school closed like 10 years ago. Right. So I'm thinking that tape, I never clicked that, oh, that's not a current tape. Seriously? Yeah, it was on VHS, dude. I know, I didn't think about it. I, <laughs> I guess I thought maybe this whole movie happened like back then when VHS tapes were around. Because she had a cell phone when there were VHS tapes around. How did it not click for you? That was clearly that was clearly Ric Flair and uh, Dusty Rhodes, I think. I didn't catch that. Uh, in the ring. I think one of them was Ric Flair for sure. Mm-hmm. But anyways, oh yeah, dude, that, to- that thing totally looked dated. And then when uh, we get to the trailer and it's closed and it's run down, I was thinking, oh, that makes sense because was it was su- so old. Yeah, I was just so surprised. I, I thought there would actually be a wrestling school. Yeah. I didn't think, oh, this guy is you know, old. When they had said earlier on, someone, I think at the diner, said, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to be a legend here. Now he's kind of a has-been. Yeah. Um, well, she doesn't say a has-been. Well, what is but, yeah, she no, says she, something along Something. Like, I mean, she like. She says everybody around here knows him. Yeah. yeah. And so then you get the impression, oh, yeah, it's that, you know. 
Yeah. And so uh, in a while. Tyler talks to him and, you know. He was very respectful. Very respectful. And again, showing that Tyler's not all bad. Mm-hmm. Right? He's trying. He's trying to get his life together. He's trying to do right by this kid. He's trying to impress Eleanor. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's very respectful and just, you know. Has Zach's interests at heart. The right. other thing, too, is I, and I can't remember, did he talk to the redneck or did he talk to Eleanor about, okay, here's what we need to talk about, you know, we need to come up with a plan to talk with Zach about his future after this. You know, this is not going to work. And so we need to break his heart gently and basically figure out what we're going to do next. So he's thinking about the future at this point with Zach. Now that he has to. Yeah. He's not thinking he's done. He's fulfilled his promise. He got him to the wrestling school. There is no wrestling school. I'm done with him. He's thinking, no, I've got to still take care of him. Right. And so they, they kind of walk along and, Zach keeps coming up with ideas. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it's not really closed. Maybe this this, this isn't wasn't really, really over. Wasn't really right. the redneck. We that, haven't found him. Right. We're still looking for him. And, and then, then the Trans Am shows. The Trans Am shows up. Such a great scene. This is probably <laughs> another. This is probably like my third favorite scene is when the salt not salt water redneck shows up, and just the look on everyone's face, and they were so happy and. Such a good moment, such a good moment, and and they're making Zach's dream come true, which was pretty fantastic. They go back. Uh, Jake the Snake makes uh, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts is in this film as uh, Sam. Sam, and you know they do some training, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and 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 then uh, we get to them sitting down together outside at a picnic table. Did you notice? all the Christmas lights that were up they had. So Clyde has Christmas lights on a pole that, um, that extend over their whole picnic table area connecting to the trailer. And so it looks very charming. It's like, this is the dilapidated trailer. Yeah. But wow, it feels so different now with these Christmas lights that are on as they're sitting and talking at the picnic table. Yeah. I think this is one of those places I was talking about that, you know, I really like movies that throw me a curveball, throw me surprises. Throughout the whole movie, I kept thinking they're going to find this redneck guy and he's going to be a dick. He's going to just, he's going to shatter Zach's dreams and then they're going to have to go ahead and, and deal with that and give him new dreams. The fact that he came out to be such a nice guy and really seemed to care, especially about a fan of his. Sure. He, that that was such a pleasant change from what you would see in some other movies. Yeah. Yeah. And so he teaches them some wrestling moves and says, hey, you're going to be in a match tomorrow at one of those backyard wrestling shows, which really do happen, by yeah. the way. That's those where Mick Foley real. actually started. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, speaking of Mick Foley, he is the referee at said wrestling event. Mm-hmm. So they get ready to have this wrestling event. Uh, Zach is going to wrestle Sam and uh super nervous about it in the barn uh and yeah zach is wondering if he's bitten off more than he can chew because he's got some real anxiety about actually getting into the ring now he says i can't do it right and at the same time eleanor's really scared for him and then tyler and eleanor have this exchange in the camaro where uh she says you know you can't let him do this he can't do this he's gonna get hurt blah 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 and and uh tyler's like yeah you're right okay you got it and then he's really just uh, uh, really just 
lying to her really because he handcuffs her to the steering wheel and he says i gotta let him do this uh, don't worry i won't let him get hurt and he takes off right i love that it was a fuzzy pair of handcuffs that you yeah. know he found in that trans am they were they, hanging from the rear view oh, mirror. Were they? yeah i didn't were, see that earlier but uh so he goes in and goes into the barn barn and, and he's and he and tyler hears what zach has to say and then tyler he's gonna pump him up yep so they build him a falcon costume out of cardboard and which was an amazing job it looked time really good i know they had like two seconds right <laughs> you could give me two three weeks and i couldn't create something that good yeah that's funny yeah and, and uh saltwater redneck even says something as he, he as they're introducing the peanut butter falcon he says he's coming out in a cardboard box yeah it's the proverbial needle across the record yeah everybody just freezes what the hell is that and they did they all froze and nobody said anything and then tyler got gets the crowd bumping and and then zach starts making the rounds right slapping hands and gets in and the match starts and sam starts to kick his ass now, <laughs> i know you're, it, you're gonna say it's obvious but is sam a metaphor for everything negative that's ever happened to Zach, the way people talk to him, the way that people treat him, all of his in, inner insecurities, everything. That's what Sam appears to appear, appears to be in the, in the ring. And that's why Zach had to kick his ass. I can kind of see that in a way, I suppose. I mean, he even uses the term retard. Nobody likes you. Nobody wants right. you. J just like the yeah. orderly at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. 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 And so that's why, you know, him doing the amazing thing of lifting him up and throwing him out of the ring. It, it was just like just a metaphor. It was just the imagery of this is Zach getting over everything that's ever happened to him. Yeah. I can, I can totally see that being defeating a his demon. Yeah, for sure. Um, it didn't make me think of the scene any differently. Yeah. Uh, I still enjoyed it. Oh, I thought it was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in this match and finally, uh, at the same time, can we also briefly talk about the car ride into the match? Everybody is quiet in the Camaro and Sam's head is sticking up in the back. Yeah. And then Clyde turns on the music and he starts screaming and then Zach starts screaming and then Tyler starts screaming and then Eleanor starts screaming. I thought it was a very liberating moment that they were all getting super pumped up. I really enjoyed that little moment in the car. Except for Sam and that told me he was going to be a dick and he was, but yeah, it's a great scene. Great scene. Uh, meanwhile, while they are in the wrestling match and Sam's kicking Zach's ass, uh, Duncan and rat boy show up because one of their partners from earlier in the film calls them and says, Hey, Tyler's here at this match. And so what are the odds that that dude is at the, wrestling match very low it's kind all one road well well but still that's the way it was written yes and it was and so shall it be well we also need to have some sort of a resolution or conclusion with the antagonist protagonist oh absolutely absolutely so uh they show up and eleanor uh cuts her handcuffs with it looked like scissors so I'll have to try that next time. Well, they I didn't. had pliers, and she bent one of the rings of the... Yeah, of she didn't do a very good job selling that. But anyways, she uh, sees them coming. She runs out and tries to warn uh, Tyler. Tyler, And this is the, the slow motion cut from 
Zach, cut to Tyler, cut to Eleanor, cut back to Zach. It's, it's all happening at the same time as Zach is uh, gorilla pressing uh, Sam, Sam over his head. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it really is. It's a gorilla press. And here comes Duncan with the crowbar. And just like he promised with the crowbar, he was coming. And I thought for sure. I would have put totally. I would have put so totally. money on it that Zach would have thrown uh, Sam into Rat Boy and Duncan. Yes, yeah. and then to watch Tyler's face, he's not. Oh shit! Yeah, and so the throw was a little hokey, and it took me out for about two seconds. You could tell where Jake the Snake was on a wire. Yeah, he was. He was. He was yeah. in a harness, and he was. He was too perfect. Uh, this is where I, I, I mentioned it earlier when I was talking to you off mic is that when they mentioned earlier about Zach having stories to tell, uh-huh. that maybe this is Zach telling a story of how he lifted the guy over his head and threw him out of the ring. Maybe it didn't exactly happen that way, but that's how Zach remembers it. Yeah, who cares? And, you know, the incident he remembers so well because that's also the same time that Tyler got hit. Yeah, maybe. So that's just. Yes, it was hokey, but it didn't take me out of it because I wasn't seeing it as a literal thing that actually happened. I was seeing it as this is the retelling of what happened. This is how I look at those moments. Uh, Spielberg said it best when he was making Jaws. uh, He, uh, Peter Benchley, the dude who wrote it, did not agree with the ending of the tank in the shark's mouth. He said that would never happen and it's going to fail. And Spielberg said... I have them for 120 minutes. If I have them for that amount of time, if I have them for that 120 minutes, it's not going to matter what happens in the next 30 seconds. And so with moments like that, that's where I'm at. When he picks them up and throws them, I'm thinking, oh, he's in a harness, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't completely take me out of it. So, you know, could it be uh, uh, Zach telling the story? Oh, I, I, I think so. I think Zach is telling this story because, you know, it's about Zach. Um but yeah, he throws Sam out of the ring and Tyler gets clocked. I didn't see that coming. I didn't think he was going to get hit with this tire iron. Me neither. I thought someone was going to step in. I thought something was going to happen. Yeah. But no, he gets uh, clocked and we cut to black. And then we're in the hospital. And this is where uh, Eleanor, it looks like Eleanor gets bad news. Bad news. And then there's one other little moment that also happens. We see Zach with, uh, it looks like a little cupcake with cupcake. some candles Two on candles, it. I think, on it. Yeah, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? What's this? This is bullshit. I, I didn't buy that at all. You do not have suddenly a little birthday cake all by yourself, and and you get to blow out the candles all by yourself. I took Really? It, you didn't? I, I didn't, took it as huh. birthday wishes were important, and, and Zach believed in birthday wishes, and so he was trying to make a wish to save Tyler. Oh, That's right. how I took that. I kind of like that. You guys are so cute. I took it as it was his fucking birthday, and he wanted to blow out some candles, but I like your explanation better. Yeah, yeah me too. Wait a minute. You agree with me on something? All right. So <laughs> we cut to, from the hospital, uh, Eleanor and Zach driving along. Well, we get the quick little flashback, and then when we have that quick little flashback, a series of events of, of the journey that they all took, it's like, yeah, okay, I guess maybe he didn't make it. And then sure enough, now we're in the car after that little flashback. And I loved Zach's shirt in the car. What was Zach's shirt it was like in the car? like a little Hawaiian shirt on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I thought it was great. So Zach and Eleanor drive into Florida, and I was kind of along the lines with you. Uh, I was thinking, wow, did they really kill off Tyler? Well, I guess. I mean, it could make sense. I, I suppose. Seems a bit extreme. but The executives behind this movie wanted them to kill off Tyler. Yeah. And they wanted it just to be the two of them in that car heading to Florida. Yeah. But then they wouldn't have given him his family. Tyler and Michael, the director writers, mm-hmm. refused. Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so, because I think it ends the way it should. Yeah. They go into Florida. Zach reached behind the back seat, slaps Tyler, and we see Tyler's all fucked up. He's got his head bandages on, his eyes swollen shut, and he just gives him a high five like, yeah, we're going to be okay. And then he puts his hand on Eleanor's shoulder to show that there is there is something budding between them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought that was a nice ending. Yeah, I, so would, I. I honestly would have been upset if they had killed him off. Cause I, I don't like stories that end that way that they always have to have some really negative kind of, Oh, let's kill off him. Cause that's going to make the story happier. No. All right. So let me get this straight. You don't like happy endings and you don't like movies that kick you in the balls at the end. Yeah. John, what kind of movies do you like? I like happy endings. I like movies that have happy, endings. except when you see them coming or no, I just said earlier that they didn't need her character as much as they put it in the movie. I could have been just as happy or happier if I had just had more interaction between the two of them. Yeah. I I'm th- not saying that I hated the ending of the movie. I think you just don't like Dakota Johnson. No, I liked her. I thought she did a great mm. job. In fact, like I said, that whole discussion between her and Tyler on the raft, I thought was one of the best scenes of the whole movie. You know, or basically treat him like a normal person. That's all he wants. And it really did make me think of how do I treat people like that? Oh, do you? I talk down to them or do I talk to them? And I'm going to think about that next time I'm around somebody who has Down syndrome or has a handicap like that. You know, uh, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think I should be treating them like regular people. So the movie did hit me. It did make me think. Oh, good. I have grown as a person. I doubt it, but well, I guess time will tell on that motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to start treating you like a normal person, Don. Wow. So you just said that I was an invalid and no, I, was... I, I think it's more along the lines of simpleton. Oh, you think I'm a simpleton. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, let's go back and listen to some of our shows and you make your own opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's coming from the guy who <laughs> didn't like chef. Um, Oh wait, it wasn't you. Uh, okay. So I think we should go right into our ratings. All right. So how do we rate our films? Well, if you have a movie that you have just walked out of the movie theater and said, man, I could watch that movie again right now, that's going to be a five. A movie that you have seen and you'd never want to see it again, but, you know, okay, there, I saw it. I, 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 I did my penance and I have seen the movie and I'm never going to want to watch it again. That's going to be a one. And so a three is going to be something like, yeah, I'm going to watch that again. Maybe not right away, but you're ready to watch it again if somebody were to ask. And what's a zero? A zero is somebody owes me two hours of my life back. Nice. That's probably the best and quickest way we've explained our ratings since we've started uh, 26 episodes ago. And (laughs) whose movie was this? Uh, This was my movie, gentlemen. This was my road movie. Would you like to go first on your review? I'll go first. 
the peanut butter falcon came uh highly recommended to me by my daughter and i appreciate that and this was the first time that i watched it and just watching the trailer it felt like a upbeat fun movie and I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised by everyone in the cast. Uh, I really enjoyed Bruce Dern. I enjoyed Shia, Dakota, Zach. I, I enjoyed the entire cast, and I thought it was uh, really good, uh, and I thought it was well-written. As far as rewatchability, uh, do I want to watch it again right now? No. Uh, would I be opposed to watching it if someone brought it up? No. Uh, is it something that I would want my, do I want my two hours back? Not at all. I had a lot of fun with this film. This film made me laugh, made me cry, maybe, uh, took me through a bunch of different emotions and, you know, I thought it was a solid film. And for that, I am going to give it a 3.5. Okay. So I'll go next. This is, um, probably the strongest Shia LaBeouf Shia LaBeouf movie that I've seen. Granted, Transformers is the other one. I was so impressed. I was so blown away by Zach. Zach was a delight to watch on screen. He looked effortless in what he was doing. And Dakota Johnson, she was a gem. I, I, I was very, very pleased uh, with her. I haven't had any direct, you know, connection with her before. But this will be my first. You know, this this is my uh, my anchor, if you will. Oh, yeah, Dakota Johnson. I know who she is now because of this movie. Uh, the music felt really good. I really uh, had moments where, like I was saying before, it, it felt like Stand By Me, and it, it made me feel uh, reminiscent of moments in Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? It was a really fun movie to watch. I certainly thought that there were some some little moments that were uh, very happy, very fun. I laughed out loud with, you know, the the shotgun, the over-exaggeration of the shotgun shooting, you know, when Zach is yanked back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed those moments. There were uh, little moments uh, in how the movie was directed. I wish that, oh, you, you need to do it like that next time. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I am willing to watch this movie again certainly and i think that this movie is certainly watchable if somebody were to say hey you want to watch that i'd say yeah sure but I, i'd say in general i'm not ready to watch it again right now i think that i would give it no i am going to give it a 3.5 so we got two 3.5s and a two all right so uh <laughs> and 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 you only gave and it you a two what? you only gave it a two because it for zach and Tyler. <laughs> and, and you know what? You're wrong. How does oh, it feel to be wrong? Dude, I'm never wrong. Trust me. Would you like to hear my review? You know I'm right about a lot of things. You, Go on, sir. Please enlighten me. Typically, I'm not a fan of this type of movie that, that I feel is predictable or is just... Maybe I'm not a huge fan of road movies. I don't know. I liked this movie. I really was surprised how much I liked this movie. And I brought up the point of Eleanor's character took it away from me only because I couldn't get enough of the interaction between Zach and Tyler. I wanted the whole movie to be the, just this trip between Zach and Tyler. I didn't want it to end. I wanted to keep going. I wanted to keep hearing conversations about him. And as I also said, I don't get moved by movies very often these days. And this movie moved me. And it made me think, 
how do I treat people with this type of affliction? How do I treat people with Down syndrome? You know, am I talking down to them or am I talking to them? And it's going to make me think. And, and a movie that makes me think is an amazing movie. That's what all movies should do, is they should make you think. They should basically, if you walk away to the movie and you're talking about it and you're thinking about it and you're going through it in your head, the movie served its purpose. It, it really touched you. And this movie made me feel um, that it touched me, that it really moved me. Now, like you both have said, am I ready to rewatch it now? No, because I feel like I got everything out of the movie that I needed to get. I feel like, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of dialogue. There wasn't a whole lot of things that, you know, maybe I missed something here or I didn't see something there. Um, no, I got everything out of the movie that I feel like I could need. If someone came to me and said, you want to watch Peanut Butter Falcon? I'd watch it with them. If... I met somebody who I thought would enjoy Peter Butter Falcon. I'd watch it with them. Would I, if I'm surfing through the channels and I run across it, would I watch it by myself? Probably not, but I think my opinion would change a couple years down the road. You know, maybe after some time, you know, went by, started to forget bits and pieces, or I wanted to see Zack say party, or I wanted to see the wrestling match, or I wanted to see something like that. Now, you always joke that I, you know, I go with what Julie reviews. Julie has said that she actually wouldn't watch this movie again. I would. I would watch it again, but not right away. And so for that reason, I actually had my rating in mind before the actual number in mind before the show recorded. And you think I'm going to rate it 2.0. What do you think I'm going to rate it, Professor? No, uh, are we really trying to guess what you're going to rate it? Yeah. You're going to give it a 3.5 because we did. Uh, three. Because what have you did? Three. You think I'm going to give it a three? Yeah. Don is right. I'm giving it a 3.5. Yeah, see? That's exactly what I planned. And that's why I'm surprised that you both gave it a three point because we never agree on anything. That That's going to... What you just said is going to be in the fucking system forever. Don was right. Yeah. Don was right. Don was right. <laughs> You're going to put that... In. It's coming, fuckers. He's yeah. going to put it into the board and he'll just hit that button whenever he needs yeah. it. Of all the movies we've watched, you know, most of them are easy to rate i mean they're easy to score they're easy would we recommend it would we not recommend it this is a movie i would recommend oh for sure i would too. i would definitely recommend yeah. this film all right 3.5 all the way around the board um i think this is the time in the podcast where we are going to fish out our next film you drew it last time didn't you don i think i did yeah i think it's you me i, I think it, it's you you me me you you, okay. you me no so me you you no you you me, you, me? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Somebody pick a fucking movie. We're running long. I think we need Professor to pick. Really? What is the genre, Professor? Action adventure. I already had my action adventure. That was Solo. And I did. And I had my action oh. adventure, which was Don, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Don, you're gonna love me. Our next movie, John Wick Three: Parabellum. All right, John. Where can they find us? They can find us at our website at www.3guysinaflick.com. They can find us at any popular podcast hosting site as Three Guys in a Flick. They can also find us at our Facebook page and our Twitter page. We are also apparently on Instagram, thanks to Don's daughter. Yes, so go to Instagram and check us out. Uh, I just want to say again, thank you to our faithful listener. You always listen so thank you for three guys in a flick i'm don i'm john and i'm ken we'll see y'all next time thanks for listening
don't get that. This is really like just like starting with Infinity War. But go on. I was going to say, I have an important question. Yes. Which is better, smooth or chunky peanut butter? <laughs> smooth. <laughs> and would this movie have been different had they gone with chunky? Oh, my gosh. A friend of mine and I have had this conversation a lot, and I always give the answer of, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care. And she was always like, it has to matter. You have to have a preference. And I said, when it comes to peanut butter, I don't care. So it's funny that to me, John, I don't care. You, don't care. <laughs> you, you say smooth, professor? Smooth. Very cool. There you go. All right, dickheads. Good job. <laughs>